The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or constructed as medical or health advice. The information contained in this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Welcome to Ladies Who Health, the podcast for the book smart, but not always street smart, health professional. You're joined by Perth physio, Neve and Melbourne dentist, Caitlin. Let's get to it. Oh, welcome back to Ladies Who Health, episode two. Now, Caitlin, I have a question for you. Yes. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. That was mine, but I think it's very time-based because, yeah. like, I really want to come see you and my brother and I want to, like, go overseas. It's all very, like, people are stuck in their houses. Teleportation would be amazing. And I think I think you're completely right about that because this week I have actually asked patients that question and I've never asked them that question before. But it's literally something that I, I think we're just all stuck in our houses and we're so sad that we can't go anywhere. I'm like, if you could go anywhere right now, where would you go? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I had a session the other day with this lovely nine-year-old boy and we were doing um, conversation starter things and what would your superpower be came up and, and he had the best answer I think I've ever heard. This is actually perfect and what I want to change mine to. He mm-hmm. wants the ability to, you know, when you smell something and it smells really good, he wants yes. the food to immediately appear in his hands, like oh. teleportation, but for food of what he smells, he wants it to be oh. immediately there. And I was like, you're the smartest child I've ever met. (laughs) Except is that strictly for food? Well, I think from the nine-year-old point of view, yes, strictly for food. (laughs) When you're telling me this, I'm like, that sounds great. But then also, or like if someone farts, a fart (laughs) materializes in front of you. Ew, gross. Like the physical form of I think I think you can choose what, I think you can choose what you want. Because like, if you don't like the smell of like, say cauliflower or something. I don't even think cauliflower has a smell. I think it does. No, but like, so for example, if you smelt sauerkraut, will it just like appear? But I don't like sauerkraut. Like, can I choose? I think you could choose. Okay. I think you can choose. And look, you can say what your dream power would be. So, you know, you can choose if yeah, you want okay. to have this part of your ability. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with teleportation. I'm definitely stealing my customers' smell one because there's so many times I smell things. I'm like, I just want that in my hands. Amazing. And I loved it. Amazing. Anyway, besides from asking your patients what superpower they'd have, what have you been up to in lockdown? So this past week in lockdown, I have been on TikTok so much. It's my little guilty pleasure. You can spend like a minute on, you cannot spend a minute on there. These videos are like a minute long to three minutes long. And before you know it, you look up and it's like 5am in the morning and you're like, how did I get here? And your eyes have been glued to the screen for the whole time. Not that long, not actually that long, but... There's this thing on TikTok, or there has been this thing on TikTok in the past sort of week, because in America, people are going back to university, uh, and so they've got this thing in Alabama, so it's called Bama Rush Talk. So in Alabama, all these these young, like I think 18-year-old girls are rushing to get into a sorority. So I think rushing is, it's like the process of the house choosing you to be part of their sisterhood. 
and it's really it's really entertaining. Like in Sydney White. <laughs> yeah, like in Sydney White, which you and I we watched on Thursday night together on a like little Netflix party thing. Uh, because it's 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 oh, lockdown, so familiar movies are what we're all about at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so they're rushing to get into Absolutely. these sororities and, and these girls, these are like real girls and they're like showing up oh, like off their outfits and they're like, my, ha- my, my earrings are from, my earrings are from Sheen, my dress is from, you know, wherever and my shoes are bl- whatever. And they're really funny. They're really entertaining to watch. <laughs> they shouldn't be as entertaining to watch as they actually are, but they are so entertaining. And it got me thinking like, oh, What's the equivalent of that in Australia? Because we don't have sororities, we don't have fraternities. Like the closest that I could think of is I went to a, a college in, in Adelaide. When I went over there to study, I lived in a residential college and we had O-Week, which was, I mean, it was really fun. We had lots of different activities like, you know, scavenger hunts and stuff like that, but nothing the equivalent. Like, did you have anything, Nate? No, but that's because I was um, very boring in uni. I went to uni for classes and then I went home and like studied in quotation marks no I did study but um I was very boring I didn't really engage in uni life and I that's it's actually a serious regret I have now in life I wish I engaged more in uni would have been way more fun uh, well, I mean, I, I engaged in uni, I engaged at college and I engaged in dental school and those three things together. Like I was so busy all the time, but it got to the point where I was like, I, I'm so busy. I need to study. I need to do something other than the social stuff. And it was amazing and I loved it. But I think I burnt out by like my third year and then I just stopped going to stuff because I was like, I, I, I can't oh, go no. to another pub crawl. I can't go to another pub night. But I eventually like sort of reintroduced it. <laughs> at like a more, you know, reasonable rate of like one pub crawl every few weeks instead of one a week. I love it for America. It's like, oh, you know, society girls, you yeah. know, like getting your, you know, getting into a house, being a sisterhood and all that. And for us it's like pub crawl. Yes, go to the bar. Yeah. Literally everything is like, it has to do with alcohol and and getting yeah. drunk. But yeah, I, it got me thinking about all of that. And I was like, oh, wow. I don't think I would have survived rushing for a sorority. Like, I don't think at 18 I would have mm. had the self-confidence or like, and these girls are all like so gorgeous. They're so put together. Mm. Um, and I just remember that when I was 18, like the first day of college, I rocked up. I had a Batman t-shirt, which I thought was so cool. And I had like a red pair of shorts. I had a Superman t-shirt. Oh my god! There's a reason we're friends. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure like my second day of uni, I wore a Superman t-shirt because I thought, oh my god, so cool. I I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so edgy. I was like, wow, like I, like I'm so cool, so casual, so just effortless. (laughs) I just thought that it's like it's DC. No, no, no. Marvel's way better. I wish I wore like a Captain yeah. America shirt or something. Like not, not. But back similar. then, I, it it wasn't as big. Marvel just like had not really hit mm. at that point in time. Like this is this is a different era we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So all these girls and they're like at, like they they're gorgeous. Their makeup is done. I didn't wear any makeup. I still don't really wear any makeup. But yeah, just a whole nother ballpark, really. But speaking of makeup, actually, I have been making a lot of lockdown purchases. And one of them is, no, I know it's so terrible. (laughs) I've got nothing to do. I'm spending all my time online. I'm like, Oh, what, what can I buy? But one Mm -hmm. thing that I have purchased that I'm actually like, Oh, this is really quite good is so Selena Gomez. 
mm-hmm. who we all know and love. Uh, she has set up a beauty company called Rare Beauty, which has been oh, available yeah. for the rest of the world for some time. But it's actually just come to Australia recently. I think. I don't know. I, I saw a TikTok and I got influenced and I bought some stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, no. You succumbed to the TikTok influences. No, I know. I bought a, an eyeshadow and I bought a blush. And what I came across whilst looking up these products was that because Selena Gomez has, she has lupus, the packaging has been designed with people with disability or mobility issues in mind. So, for example, um, you know how packaging's usually cylindrical mm-hmm. in shape? It has a flat edge so that, like, these things don't roll off the table, for example, and they're really nice. easy to open. So, yeah, so, like, even the boxes have, like, a little tab so that it's really simple for you to just flick them open. Like, it's all done really conscientiously with people with mobility issues in mind. So I thought that was really amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Side note, it looks terrible on me. So oh, no. I think that's because I'm not used to wearing makeup. But I've got oh, lockdown no. to practice. Like that's something yeah. that I've been wanting yeah. to learn for some time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I reckon any OTs listening and our friends who are OTs will be very happy to hear about all the easily accessible makeup and all that kind of stuff. Like be able for like fine motor function and um, independent use of equipment. I reckon all the OTs and, and me, like I'm very happy to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds awesome. So Neve, what about you? Has anything else been happening with you? Not too much going on. I'm, I'm working, I'm studying part-time at the moment. I'm also doing a show, which I talked about in the last episode. Sadly, yesterday was meant to be our friend who is a podiatrist. It was meant to be her wedding yesterday in Melbourne. But because of the lockdown, she's oh, had sad. to postpone the wedding, which is really, really sad. Sad that she had to postpone her wedding. We all really wanted to go and like be there and celebrate love and all that kind of stuff. But also, we really wanted to see each other because um, I was going to come over. The, this is the first time you and I would have seen each other since like January of last year, which is crazy. Crazy. But also, do you want to know something even crazier? Yes, please. I realized that yesterday was the one year anniversary of me leaving Melbourne. Oh. I left Melbourne a year ago yesterday. I That actually came up on my Facebook feed as well. Oh, no. Oh, it didn't come up on my Facebook feed. I just calculated it. It came it. up. It was like a year ago, Neve... Neve posted, um, goodbye, Melbourne, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, this is so sad. So I actually did know. I actually did know. I didn't even realise. I was going to sleep last night. I was like, oh, my God, it's been a year. Yeah, so this time last year I started my two weeks hotel quarantine and um, had my birthday in quarantine last year. So hopefully Perth will be able to stay out of lockdown. Really thinking about all you guys in Melbourne and New South Wales and anyone in lockdown at the moment. It's just, it's so shitty. It's so shitty. And I just... I wish I could be there with you guys to support you and give you guys a hug, but also I'm not going to come over there because, no, I do not want to go into lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So, Caitlin, what's in the medical news this week? What did you come across? I came across an article about a 24-year-old guy in Perth who was sensitive. Hey, Perth. Yeah. I don't know if this is an A Perth moment because he... Oh, no. Yeah, he was sentenced to a community-based order after pretending to be a qualified psychologist, which is crazy because he's 24 and, you know, the minimum pathway for to become a psychologist is six years. So it's like a three-year undergraduate, a one-year honours or post-grad dip, and then another, like, at least two years on top of that. So it's very unlikely that he would have been a psychologist. 
So in WA, I graduated high school at 17 years old. So he could have graduated at 17. Okay, fine. Look, so, he could have. He, he, he could have, but, but he's didn't. not. He didn't. But he's yeah, not. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> so he was, like, taking money from people. He was talking to people, like, talking about his problems. And the thing is, is that this this guy, he, he said, like, look, I'm really sorry. I just really wanted practice. I really wanted to just practice being a psychologist. So now his lawyer has said that he's, he's going to pursue his professional ambitions in the correct way and he's actually been accepted into a Masters of Counselling and he started studying. So I... I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like when, when you start uni, they always ask you, especially in a health degree, they ask you, like, have you had any priors? Like, have you, mm. yeah, have you been arrested before? Yeah. So I don't know how he's managed to swing you, you it. You can't get a clearance through the Department of Health. Like, is he going to be able to get his APRA registration? It's kind of nice, though, that he's like, oh, I just really want to practice. I just really want to help people. It's like, cool, bud, but you have to go about it yeah, the right cool. way. Yeah, cool. You still have to do it. Yeah, you still have to do your degree and make sure that you help people in the correct way, in the correct manner, uh, and you're not actually doing any damage by offering bad advice or, or improper counselling. So, like, mm-hmm. I love your enthusiasm, mm-hmm. but direct it towards the right pathway. Yeah. yeah. Direct it towards study for the moment and keep it, keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what about with you, Neve? Have you come across anything in the news? Yes. So I saw this story on ABC um, on their website and it was about Julie Spite. I'll put the link in the show notes, but she was one of the first female Australian Olympic cyclists. And so the story really caught me for like, we were talking about Olympics last week and my dad is an avid cyclist. So this one's for you, dad. In this article, they tell, they, they talk about how in the 1980s and 1990s, People didn't wear helmets when they were riding or training, like they never wore them in training. So Julie had over like 60 concussions in her <gasps> training and competitive cycling. And so she had to retire at 32 because she was like, I keep getting hit in the head and concussions weren't treated the correct way. So now she's got an almost diagnosis of chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is basically just a repeated trauma oh to the brain, God, that's so which is crazy. crazy. So she's got problems with her balance, her hearing, her vision, her memory. It's just mad, but really just made me go, hey folks, wear a helmet. Cause even a little fall off where you hit your head and you think you're fine, like protect the brain it's very very important Absolutely. so um that just blew my mind i can't believe that that 1988 seems like pretty recent as well like mm. my sister was born in 1988 and yeah. so that's like only 30 something years ago like that seems really strange that so recently you didn't have to wear a helmet although having said that like in america you don't have to wear a helmet if you if you ride no a bike. when i was in copenhagen and you're right everyone's on bikes there it's lovely oh my god Oh, gorgeous. Oh, so beautiful. Um, But you're riding around without a helmet on. And I was like, no, 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 no. Wear a helmet. Like, this can, like, be some serious, like, long-term. Like, Like you could just have a really bad accident. It only takes one time not wearing a a helmet to cause heaps of damage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Now, this is the part of the episode, Caitlin, where we get to interview an amazing woman working in health and do you know who we've got this week who have we got Neve? i know you know it's you <laughs> <laughs> i love how being off. oh who do we have oh my when we God. both have like planned this episode and we know that it, it's me guys so we're gonna go through we're gonna um, ask you some questions about your life about your career but we're gonna start up with a quick fire five are you ready for the quick fire five i'm ready dun, dun. hit me hit me <laughs> with your best shot 
Come on, here in your best job. I knew you were suppressing the urge to sing, and there was this, there was this silence, and then and then you're like, I, I can't hold it anymore. I must, I must I sing. <laughs> I apologize. We we might cut that out. What is your coffee name? My coffee name is Kate because I don't think I enunciate when I say my name like normally so usually when I say Caitlin people always come back and they're like oh Catherine Carolyn I'm like no 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 Caitlin like it's a really common name but for some reason no one ever hears me correctly so I just say Kate for simplicity nice what is your favorite comfort food little like shoestring fries but Mm. the caveat is the first five fries like they're the best ones the (laughs) hottest the saltiest they're the ones that satiate your craving and then after that you're kind of just eating because they're there like the first five are all you really need and then everything else is kind of just like it's there and then towards the end you're like oh I'm just I I I shouldn't be eating these anymore love that if you had the power of teleportation where would you go right now oh uh, everywhere everywhere literally oh quick quick everywhere I mean I really want to go to Italy love it (laughs) and and I want to sip wine in the vineyards and I want to you know all these probably terribly stereotypical things but I just want to go to Italy that and but I also want to see my family like Mm. that's why I I can't choose like like, I just want to go everywhere love it um what is your favorite tv show I love Veronica Mars I'm watching the Mindy Project at the moment which I haven't actually watched properly from start to finish before and have realized that I probably relate to the main character a little too much and I'm like oh oh no so that but I also love oh the first few seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine So many, so many TV shows. What is your favourite tooth? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked this question. (laughs) Um, I really like the tooth number in in Australia because we we number teeth differently than the Americans and some of the Europeans do. The tooth number is 3-6. So that is the bottom left-hand side first molar. Number 36? Sort of no, it's three six because the mouth is okay. is separated into quadrants. So your upper right hand side is one, upper left hand side is two, etc. etc. And it goes clockwise. And then your teeth are numbered from one through to eight, nine if you're special and have an extra tooth. Yeah. So then your like front teeth would be your front upper teeth would be your one one and your two one, for example, based on the quadrant and based on the tooth mm. number. So my favorite is the three six. The reason it's my favorite is because as a right hander, it is one of the most comfortable teeth to restore. Mm. And also anatomically, it's one of the most interesting teeth to restore as well. It's got three cusps on the outside. <laughs> it's got three wow. two ling- <laughs> two lingual cusps. It's just, it's like a really nice tooth to restore. I love that. That's my favourite tooth. That's also the nerdiest answer we have had on Ladies Who Health yet. (laughs) Well, you asked the question. I did. I'm just merely giving you what you want. No, and I love it. And look, we talked about Glute Mead the other week, so, you know, it's all fine. And look, I'm going to put in one more quick question. Fast, fast, fast. Okay. How many teeth are in the mouth? Oh, depends. Oh, no, I want a quick answer. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, 28 to 32 as an adult, uh, 20 as a child, but also, like, it depends on what age you are uh, and what stage of your dental development you are as well and if you've had any teeth taken out. Oh, love it, love it. She's a dentist, folks. She knows things. Caitlin, we are up to the meme question. So uh, a few years ago, a meme that was going around was um, a profession and then what do your friends think you do? What do your family think you do? What do your patients think you do? All that kind of stuff. So Caitlin, what do your friends think you do? What do your patients think you do? 
and what do you actually do? Okay, so my friends and family, they think that I judge their teeth while I'm talking to them. You are included in this because every time we, every time we go away on a weekend trip or we travel anywhere together, you make a really big show of flossing your teeth in front of me. You're like, oh, look, I have floss. I'm flossing my teeth. Oh, I do this all the time. I literally did it the other night when we were on FaceTime. Like I was flossing Literally. my teeth, but also it was weird that I was flossing my teeth over FaceTime, but that's, that's a different I mean, story. I mean, at least you were flossing your teeth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what my friends and family think that I do. They probably think that I do a lot of checkups and cleans as well, because I think when you have good oral hygiene and you only go to the dentist for a checkup and clean, you kind of just think that that's all your, your dentist does. My patients think that I make a lot of money. When they come in, they're like, and I tell them, oh, like, you know, this tooth would be better off protected by a crown or something like that. They're like, oh, I'm paying for your, you know, I'm paying for your next holiday. Uh I always want to say to them, but I I have never done this, but I've always wanted to say, that's how income works. Like, I don't go (laughs) to my yoga teacher. I don't go to my hairdresser, my accountant, do my tax return. I'm like, hey, I'm paying for your house deposit. Well, I'm paying for your car, you know, because they're always joking. They're always joking about, oh, you must drive. You must drive a Ferrari with the amount that I pay you. And I'm like, actually, I drive a Mazda. <laughs> I, I drive a, a red Mazda. I'm really, really proud of it. Um, yeah. My first year out when I had actually, I, my car was the first big purchase mm. that I ever bought. Mm. And, you know, I bought a brand new. I was so excited about it. And I was at this like young professional event in the in the country town that I worked in and this guy he came up to me like he worked for the government he was like oh so what kind of car does does a dentist drive and I was like well I drive a Mazda CX-3 and and he was like oh is that it and I'm like I'm really proud of that I've worked really hard to buy that car absolutely Um, it's it's a brand new car I'm 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 balling right now absolutely that's a it's an amazing achievement but I, like, I was just like, oh gosh, you must think that I'm just like raking in all the money. And that's, I think that's a popular misconception that mm. like when you go to the dentist and you have a checkup or whatever it is, all of that money goes to the dentist, which is actually really far from the truth. Like far from the truth? half of it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome, folks. Oh, uh, I, I love it. I really do, but. Oh, groan. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. There'll be at least three groan. more before the episode ends. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, like the more than half of that money goes back into the practice. Like it's mm. dental materials. It's the overheads. Like the chair costs thousands of dollars. The x-ray machines cost thousands of dollars. You know, anesthetics. Ugh. Um you know, staff, sterilization, all those instruments that you see, like first you have to buy all the different ranges of instruments and then you also mm. have to sterilize them for every single patient. So all of those things, they cost a lot of money. Dentistry has massive overheads. And yeah, so I think that's, I mean, that's what my patients think. They think yeah. that like it's just money, 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 but really a lot of that, a lot of that money, majority of that money just goes straight back into the practice. Yeah, absolutely. It's an expensive business to run. Absolutely. And the other thing that my patients think that I do is nag them to floss all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And does that also go into the answer of what you actually do? Oh, well, it's funny that you say that because my, like what I actually do is I help people 
by diagnosing and treating their problems in the mouth and I nag them to floss. <laughs> it's basically my joy in life. It's all I do. Have you floss? Do you floss? Do you floss every day? You know, do, do you really floss? Because my favourite is when they come in and I, I always ask them the open question. I go, oh, like, what's your oral hygiene routine? Mm. Oh, open and question. Go, oh. Yeah, open question. Mm. I get them with that. Because if you go, do you brush? Yes. Do you floss? Yes. That's the answers that you'll get. If you go, oh, tell me a bit more about your oral hygiene routine, they'll go, oh, yeah, I brush um, usually once in the morning um, and sometimes I mouthwash. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, and so I'll be like, oh, you know, you probably should brush at nighttime as well. That's the most important time of the day to brush. And then I'll go, oh, what about what about cleaning between your teeth? Do you, do you floss? Do you use any interproximal brushes, anything like that? And they go, as much as I should. <laughs> it's always that really, it's always that really high pitch, like oh, like sometimes. And you're like, okay, so how often is sometimes for you? And they're like, oh, when I remember. I'm like, how often do you tend to remember? They're like, oh, oh once a month, maybe. And it's like, oh my god. So yeah, oh I really do. I, I I nag lovingly. <laughs> For people to to clean between their teeth because when you don't floss you're not cleaning 30 percent of the surfaces of your teeth so. oh what a fact everyone take that one and just what a take fact. that away and then go floss your teeth neve uh, i mean everybody <laughs> tag that away and then just <laughs> continue not to floss <laughs> no i've been really trying to make a like a decent evan trying to floss i've floss like three more times than normal this month yeah <laughs> <laughs> so three times <laughs> yes because <laughs> one time i was on the phone with you and i had to floss <laughs> oh, oh my goodness no I, I do understand the nagging kind of point of view uh, that you know comes with being a health professional and trying to get people to do things at home to carry on treatments in the home environment um Absolutely. yeah um so Caitlin just on that kind of train of thought of people being a bit like oh the dentist is a nag or oh, she's gonna pick me up I'm not flossing how do you feel about when people are like oh I hate going to the dentist you know like people can be quite scared of going to the dentist for me it's because I'm afraid they're gonna go you haven't flossed and your teeth are gonna come out like they're gonna pull my teeth out but how do you feel about people like being a bit nervous or scared or not liking going to the dentist so people being nervous or scared I'm uh, that's completely fine I I'm happy to support them through that process. I'm happy to take things slowly. I'm happy to explain the processes through to them. Like that is completely fine. When people tell me that they hate coming into the dentist or they hate seeing the dentist or seeing me, whatever, whatever the phrase is that uses the term hate, it makes me so sad because on average, I would say about four patients a day tell me that they hate coming in to see me, hate coming into the dentist and they'll often clarify not you specifically mm. they'll always say not you specifically you know you're really lovely you know all the other previous dentists I've seen are lovely but I just hate being here mm. and that most of the time I can just you know brush it off I can be like yeah you know that's fine um you know what can I do to make this easier for you but it gets to you mm. and on certain days when you are just you've had a you yourself have had a bad day and people are constantly telling you that they hate seeing you hate being here mm. it makes you really disheartened like my the whole reason that I am a dentist is because I'm I want to help you I want to help I want to help solve your problems I want to do something for you it's a it's a service healthcare is just a service 
Um, and the people who are in it are people who really just want to ease your pain and your troubles. Mm. And then to have people turn around and be like, I hate you for doing the job that mm. you are supposed to do. And there's this, you know, there's this quote that I found from this American author, Seth Godin, his blog. And if, I mean, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to read it out to you, Neve, because it. I just, I think it's, <clears throat> so the blog post is called The Message and the Messenger. So it says, if your job is giving people good news, it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing a good job. And the opposite is also true. Often we conflate the situation with the people involved, but that's a trap. Our job isn't to make people happy, it's to create the promised change with care and professionalism. Going to the dentist hurts less if you have a dentist who cares about you and the process. That's lovely. Isn't it? Oh. It's fantastic. And it says oh, it in, in so few words in a way that, like, I would love to be able to describe it to people because a lot of the time when you go to the dentist, it's because there's something wrong. Mm. There's pain. Uh, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're on top of things, it's because you're just on maintenance. And it's often people like you, Neve, who I have know. nothing wrong with their teeth have beautiful teeth and they come in and they're like, I'm really scared you're going to tell me that I need all my teeth taken out. And I'm like, but why? Why would I tell you that? There's nothing wrong with your teeth. You've got gorgeous teeth, straight teeth, white teeth, um, clean teeth. Like everything is the optimum. And yet it's always you guys. It's always you guys that are like, you're going to tell me that I need all of my teeth taken out. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really not. Like teeth are, teeth are sturdy. They're hardy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, people, people who come in for pain, like, and, you know, we have to do things like do a, a local anesthetic, so an injection. And the injection is often what people are scared about, but the injection is also the thing that makes the pain go mm. away or prevents you from feeling the pain. Because if we didn't do the injection, you know, and I had to take a tooth out, that would be so much more painful. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so it's, you know, easy to lose sight of that as well, mm. which I understand. Yeah. But for me, seeing it every day, I'm like, well, we do everything possible that we can to make the experience as enjoyable as possible. It's still not the most amazing thing. You'd obviously rather be going to the movies or, you know, anything else but getting something done. So I understand that. But also please understand that we are doing everything that we can to make that experience as enjoyable or as tolerable, I should say, yeah. as possible. Well, look, I can yeah. say, folks, that I went to go see Caitlin for a review. She was an amazing dentist and I still have all of my teeth. So <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And I have not paid Neve for this for <laughs> for this review of me wait you are giving me that 50 bucks though right no i'm joking <laughs> oh sorry sorry <laughs> no Caitlin, i can't even remember but are you one of those dentists who they you know sit people down in the chair and you go all right and open up say ah oh, put your fingers in their mouth and then go so how's your day been <laughs> are you one of those dentists or <laughs> i am naturally quite a loquacious person yes you are correct <laughs> Um, and so you would be correct in saying that I do uh, often ask people questions at the wrong time. Uh, it depends on the patient. So if, you know, they're a patient who likes to talk, likes conversation, I'll have, you know, I'll talk to my nurse about things and I'll like ask them a question and then I'll take my fingers out of their mouth and, you know, let them answer and <laughs> go back in, go back in again. Um, but yeah, unfortunately I am, I am that dentist. Have you had the reverse? You've got a really chatty person that you're just like... My fingers are in your mouth. Stop trying to talk. 
all the time, <laughs> all the time. They come in, they want to have a chat, and I, I love a chat, you know, but they just keep going. I'm like, oh, no, I actually need you to just, I just need you to stay still for a moment. And they're like, oh, yep, 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 I can do that. Oh, sorry, like, I'm just such a chatty person. I'm always trying to ch- chat. And you're like, no, 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 please, please, just, just, just five, just five seconds, really, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. so good I love them they're, they're my favourites to be honest with you oh that's amazing I see like things that make you really happy at work what's something that you're really proud of both in work and outside of work because you know we want to we want to get the whole spectrum the whole picture of Caitlin well I I mean at, at work it would just be the fact that I I feel like I achieve my goal which is to provide like a really comfortable safe environment for people to come in um, and I and I get feedback from patients that they you know enjoyed seeing me they're like oh look I hate coming to the dentist again <laughs> like, I hate coming to the dentist but I like I enjoyed seeing you that was you know really comfortable I didn't feel anything or you know you made that as enjoyable of an experience as it could be mm. so that's that's um something that I'm really proud of at work Outside of work, oh, I don't know what I'm proud of. Like surviving six lockdowns <laughs> with some with some tiny semblance of sanity, kind of. Um, Caitlin, did you have sanity going into lockdowns though? Oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Hey, it's um, just the tooth. It's. Uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know if I'll pay that. Oh, that was really shoehorned in. Yeah, you're just recycling these puns now, like. I yeah. said there would be three more before the episode. Ended. You have to be like, you know, do you swear to tell the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth? Like that's. And that was two more times, folks. That's three. <laughs> Done. Well, you, yeah. Um, but the other <laughs> thing I guess I'm proud of is coming out of all these, all these different lockdowns and moving back to Melbourne myself last year after having worked in the regional areas for quite a few years. I realised that I didn't have as solid of a friendship circle as I had in the country or in Adelaide. And so another friend of mine, who's also a dentist actually, who we went to university together, we've actually set up a social group, which we've named the Buena Sister Social Club. Very fun. Oh my God, are you rushing for it too? We're not rushing for it. Anyone can join the sorority (laughs) of the Buena Sisters. Uh, but we have been trying to do fun things like, you know, schedule pottery sessions, go rock climbing together, do paint and sip nights. And we were supposed to have a paint and sip night, which got cancelled as a result of lockdown. So instead, we did a virtual paint and sip night last night. And it was so lovely just to catch up with these ladies. So I think outside of work, I am really excited about like trying to prioritise all these female friendships that I have and trying to make new female friendships. So hopefully when we get out of lockdown, I will be able to do that more. I'm, I'm proud of taking the initiative to find more adult That's friends. Awesome. Yeah. Making friends as an adult is so challenging. I completely get where you're coming from. Um, that's amazing. Go you. Sounds also sounds so wholesome and I it, love it. It is I, super wholesome. Just Making amazing. friends <laughs> in adulthood is really tough, Neve. And you and I became friends because we were in a graduate program together at the hospital that we worked at and I asked you if you wanted to be part of my trivia team that I had set up which (laughs) had at that point in time myself and the other dentist that I worked with that I had roped (laughs) and then we became an amazing and his housemate and his housemate and my housemate so I had four people at that point in time and that just grew into our little lovely friendship group that we all 
still keep up absolutely no definitely like you I think you're totally right something you should be proud of is your ability to initiate and be really proactive in friendships and bringing people together it's a really amazing thing um and does that help with like kind of your work-life balance having those good friendships that we all are looking for and reaching forever a hundred and ten percent if I didn't if I didn't have like my friendships and my activities outside of work, I wouldn't be able to then, you know, recharge mm. and bring my yeah, best self absolutely. into work. Yeah, got to bring your A game. Okay, and I've got one final question for you. What is the most common advice you give people? Like what's, what's something that people should walk away from this episode kind of knowing that if they go to the dentist, this is probably what they're going to hear? I mean, floss, but... <laughs> Okay, I get it. I'll go floss right now. No, I mean, in all seriousness, the the one thing I'd like people to take away from this is small problems become bigger over time. And that sounds super obvious, but when it comes to teeth, it's one of those things that I just see, it's a recurring problem. What happens is, you know, you, you don't go to your checkup for a while. You're fine. You don't notice anything. Then you notice that a tooth has broken, like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. Life's really busy. I can't, you know, prioritise going to the dentist at the moment. I can't, you know, it's too too difficult. Put that in the too hard basket. Mm, um, that too hard that basket's small, getting very full. Absolutely. That small filling while you're leaving it in the too hard basket without you realising becomes a bigger filling within the layers of the tooth that you don't know about. And then one day that you know, small filling, that small hole that you had in your tooth becomes, oh, that's really sensitive. Oh, that's really painful. And then instead of having, instead of it being like a checkup or instead of it being a small filling, instead of being a slightly larger filling, it ends up being you need to either have root canal treatment in this tooth or you need to have the tooth taken out and it it becomes much more expensive. And the two big barriers when it comes to uh, dentistry are pain and cost. And so smaller problems, smaller cost, bigger problems, bigger cost, smaller problems, smaller amount of pain or discomfort, Mm. bigger problems, Mm. more discomfort, more pain and more time required for treatment. So as Paul Kelly likes to say, from little things, big things grow. So (laughs) both of us have just done the industry super health fun hand thing. Very lame, um, but but actually from little things, big things grow. So, you know, try and nip things in the bud when they're little. Try and go for your checkups so that little things that can be prevented can be addressed at that point in time. And, yeah, basically, basically we are here to help and not to harm or to hurt. So please trust us because yeah. that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Oh, well, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show, letting me interview you and being an amazing co-host. Hopefully next week we might be interviewing someone who isn't you and me, you or me. I think think that you might be right about that, Neve, and I wonder who we're going to have. Stay tuned. And the only way to stay tuned is to continue listening. So tell your friends if you liked it. If you didn't like it, tell your enemies. Best way to support us is to subscribe. You can give us a five-star review. We're also at Instagram at Ladies Who Health. We'd love to hear from you and continue the chat. Caitlin, you got anything else for us? Please like the memes that I make on Canva, (laughs) which are super professionally done and floss. 
and floss. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>